On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we save our girlfriend. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new year, brand new decade. God, brand new decade, 2020. Yeah. What a year to be alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pelthic Gaming, and with me, as always, is Mula. Say hi. Hello, everybody. Hey. Uh, you've probably heard Mo more than me recently, because I've been traveling a bunch, so we have two solo, or two lights from you, back to back, don't we? All right. Two from you, yeah. indeed. Another Bible and de- Dead. Shh, I can't pronounce the title. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's just Deadius. Deadius, yeah. A horror homebrew Game Boy game. So. Um, so, yeah, outside of doing light episodes, what have you been up to? Well, basically, I've been doing nothing. Um, <clears throat> not because I don't uh, didn't want to, really, but I don't know if you can uh, hear when listening to this podcast but my voice might not sound the same as uh, as usual um i had like a throat infection over two months ago when you did the the two lights back to back and since then i've been like every two weeks i've been getting sick and sick again so um Gosh. yeah like just before christmas uh christmas eve um i felt a throat infection coming back up again and since then i've been like completely wrecked to be honest um i'm finally on antibiotics uh, which are so strong that for the past three days i've been like kind of looping in and out of existence to be honest um and yeah I, i haven't slept for more than four hours a night um, I think they're just that strong that I'm like super tired throughout the entire day and my body is quote unquote resting and then during the night I'm just up, which makes it even worse because now I just feel tired uh, forever <laughs> basically. Um, so I haven't really been playing anything like I played a little bit more of Metal Gear Solid 5 that I'm trying to wrap up. Um, I played a little bit of Binding of Isaac uh just to do something um but uh, besides that i I haven't actually touched a a game boy game or anything else so yeah i I can't really say more than that metal gear solid huh there's a really good quote from that game (laughs) yeah that you say (laughs) 700 times (laughs) um for me, I've just been traveling. Like, literally my entire December was just traveling uh, for holidays. So, like, the first couple weeks of December were kind of low-key-ish, sort of. There's just a lot of just, like, tightening up and closing anything we had, you and I had open for the podcast. And then, yeah. literally, like, after that, like, I've just been on the road. Like, I spent, like, a week in Wisconsin with family and friends. Um, like, I just got back this past Sunday. Like, I'm finally back in my apartment home. Like, mm. in, like, resting again. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty much, like, been my entirety of life right now. Um, I did do some Game Boy Adventure stuff. Uh, I basically reformatted Game Boy Adventure to now include Japanese titles. 
Uh, so I did um, Ahari Manada, which is a sumo wrestling game, which I now have a complete box of, and I now know that the quote-unquote goal to beat to quote unquote beat the game is just to get a trophy. There are no there are no uh, credits in the game at all. That is good to hear. Like I mentioned that I played that uh, during the light and that you would be looking more into that game. So um, I did finish the game then. So that's that's good to know. Yeah, I did like five hours of research plus like scuffed translation uh, to figure out just anything about the game. Period. Um, because in the manga, um, the goal for Harimanada is to win 69 sumo wrestling matches. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Because, like, that's the most everyone's ever won. So he wants to surpass that to be the best, to be the best um, sumo wrestler around. Mm. Um, so I, I thought that in game you had to beat 69 matches as well kind of matched the manga yeah. and the game just kept going it just kept going like i went like 220 wins i think before <laughs> i finally just gave up um wow. and the the opening sequence like the five choices where we thought was were like yokozunas that we fought is not true at all that's just like stances essentially like um some some sumo wrestlers that we fight have better have a certain way of fighting so we can counter it quickly via that menu and then the other menu where we thought it was hard easy and medium yeah it's just how far away you are from the line to start and it's just like there's there's no rhyme or reason for any of those menus at all um and then once you've completed 13 to 15 matches you get a trophy and you win like that that's the game so uh yeah four to five hours of research on that i have a whole document full of <laughs> full of that research but outside of that i did a mini putt um after watching you play it that one time yeah i uh, did not did not enjoy the hard or the special <laughs> yeah meat eater no uh i really liked easy and normal though those were fun uh i did um Oh, what the heck is that game called? It's like a three, like a three-stage fighting game. Uh, Genki Bakahatsu Ganbaruga. Yeah, the game I took you. The game took you like five minutes to beat. I, th- I think. Um, right. Yeah, I'm... yeah, you beat it. Yeah. Because I was looking at your list to okay, find short okay. games. It took me a half hour because I just kept getting just destroyed by this wheel enemy. Like, it just stunlocked me every time I encountered it. <laughs> I have no recollection of that game whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so, a cool sp- I bet it would be a cool speedrun. Like, I bet it's like a sub 10 minute speedrun. Easily. Right, right. So, uh, and then I played Pingu. All mini games this time. So, um,. Did that for Game Boy Adventure. I was going to do some more last night and this morning, but I've been dragged away with freelance stuff. So hopefully after podcast today and after I get my stuff launched for freelancing, I'm going to dive into a few more Japanese games. Then outside of that, WoW Classic, per, per normal. So nothing too insane. I'll probably start The Witcher sometime next week or two. That's uh, That's a game. 
Yeah, I figured I'm going to start, like, if I'm going to start the series, I'm going to start with one so I can appreciate how good three is, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like I said in, in the Discord, like, I've played one when I was back in college, so that's, that's definitely, like, 10, it's 12 a, it's an old years game. ago or something. Yeah, it, and it's an old game. Yeah, and I'm not really type of person who plays those games, but... Uh, I had either the choice of playing that or uh, paying attention in class, so it was an easy choice there. Uh, Definitely because it was uh, communications and marketing studies, and it was basically the same that I have already seen in economics during my high school, so I was like, I know this, whatever, I'll just play this game. Um, I I liked uh, the tutorial part of it, because it was like a very uh, not widespread uh, part of the All world linear and, yeah. and like t- the few side quests you got were easy to figure out and then after that you i think you if i remember correctly you cross a bridge and go into a town uh which is a pretty big town especially f- for that age like maybe now it, it looks very tiny uh but you could like speak to everybody and everybody had a quest for me and I just, I had no idea where I was supposed to go or what to do anymore, even though you have a tracker and things like that. But yeah, I, I, I was like completely over, uh, well, baffled over- by it, I guess. Yeah, overwhelmed. Um, yeah, yeah, overwhelmed. I, I, I was, yeah, like I'm not a fan of open world games like most people know. So that was a little bit too much for me. So uh, I didn't play it very, very long afterwards. Yeah, having never played a Witcher game, I have read half of the book series and I've watched the entire season on Netflix. So I was like, well, it just makes sense for me to like play the games now and yeah. see how everything like matches up and whatnot. So uh that and I'm probably gonna start Greedfall, which is like a medieval y type game. Like almost like a newer version of Skyrim. All right, yeah, that's so. also totally nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's like, much later than this month. Yeah, like as soon as I can, I uh, I'm gonna start back up with uh, with portable pleasure, of course. But like, <sighs> you don't the pi- you don't like open games, but you're playing Metal Gear Five. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna be playing that, of course. Uh, but yeah, I the pigs that are. <laughs> happening right now first it's your pick uh duck adventure which is is one of the <laughs> Sachen games which is absolutely Get horrible him. i think i soft locked it three times in half an hour nice. uh, like i have no idea what they expect me to do in the first boss fight i have no idea how long the game is because nobody has ever played it um <laughs> Like it, it, it needs. I think I can start it before I figure out a lot of stuff how it works. Um, because depending on how far you drop the enemies, they give different items, and some of them are like uh, extra bombs and and probably oh, really? extra lives and like <laughs> invincibility. Um, it's not an easy game. Uh, for that sure. makes me so happy to yeah. hear. <laughs> there, there's a lot to it, but because it is Sachen, it's just <laughs> not well made. Uh, but yeah, but does it work on the EverDrive? It works on the EverDrive. Yeah. Okay, maybe I can take um, a look at it. Yeah, me and Legs uh, one day um, went out to look for all the Sachen games on Game Boy because they're not easy to find, and we mean on the they're ROMs, not. of course, uh, because um, yeah, it, 
for people who don't know what Sagen is, um, like in Asia, they also made a quote-unquote Game Boy called the Game Duck, which also came out in Europe, I know. Uh, I think it's called different in, in China. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's a knockoff Game Boy, so it makes a knockoff Game Boy games, but some of them got put on a multi-game Game Boy card back then uh, in, in, in China which uh, they sold um, and I think maybe because they are officially not um, made for Game Boy but for that other system that's why some of them just don't work uh, there's one that that absolutely doesn't work for some reason you're playing it but nothing happens so uh, so yeah this is one it's, of those and, and yeah it's hard to find such in games. Yeah. I like, just, like, an actual, like, cartridge of them. Yeah, like, you can find impossible. some, but, like, they're very hard to find. I was fortunate enough to find a lot, a complete in-box lot of all the Satchin games. I didn't buy it because it was way too damn expensive ah, for, like, yeah. $2,500. Now, and, like, and, like, I think about it now. Like, I think back, and, like, and looking forward, it's like, I can't find half of these Satchin games. And, like, there's an entire lot complete in box for $2,500. Like... It's expensive, but like I could have had them all right then and there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm just wondering as uh, that knockoff Game Boy um, basically works the same. The cartridges kind of look the same. If it would be possible, but but those are also hard to find. That's not something you can find yeah. easily either. But if it would just be possible to like uh, extract a ROM and that it just immediately would work on Game Boy, I have no idea. But that would be an no option idea. to to actually get those roms out there um and i don't think even nintendo can really do anything about those roms because they're not nintendo they're property not so um yeah it would be nice if i could get the entire list of games because i think i have 75 percent of them in rom versions but the rest either don't work or or they're just not available just so. non-existent yeah. yeah god gotta love game boy game duck i love the game duck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the, the thing is with the game duck i remember it being uh available in stores here like um we have like one of those um kitchen appliances and and like like just pans and pots and and things like that but they also had like children's dvds in there and and stuff like that and some toys and there was a like around uh well Christmas, I guess, that makes the most sense, like we do it on another day. But uh, around Christmas, there was, like, the the ad that came in the mailbox, and it had the Game Duck on it, and I wanted it. Um, I'm glad I, my parents didn't bought it for me, because uh, the games were horrible, but that would have been cool to actually have one right now. They're hard to find, too. Yeah. Because, like, we, we didn't get the Game Duck in, in, in the States, but... What happened to us in the States was that we had knockoff Game Boy type things, but like it wasn't like a Game Duck where like it was a whole other system for cartridges. It was basically like a Tiger Electronics handheld. Right. Yeah, we have But those for as Game well. Boy stuff. A lot of them. Yeah. But it was like for like Game Boy stuff. So like I I still to this day have a giant black like I don't even know like giant rectangle, just this huge brick. Uh, it's like the size of the Switch, basically. And it has like 50-some-odd games in there. And like literally all the games are just knockoff versions of Game Boy games. Yeah. Like, it's all it is. So, 
Um, we had a lot of that in the States for sure. And then we had like the standalone like Monopolies and Wheel of Fortunes and stuff like that too. Like did another giant handheld suites of that. So Right, right. Yeah. Kind of crazy what the 90s brought in terms of port- portable video gaming. Yeah. It, it was just cool to find because I think you found the game dog, but it was on the, uh, uh, under the different name. And you sent it yeah. like on Discord and I was like, I know that thing. It was in stores here. I can't believe these are the socking games that are on Game Boy. And, and now I'm, I'm really sad that I didn't get one. Like, I'm also glad I didn't get one because it's absolute trash. But yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot what name. I was just bra- I, I was browsing eBay, I think, mm-hmm. one day, and I came across it, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, I've never heard of it before, never even seen one before. So I threw it into Discord, and you're like, "Oh, it's a game duck." I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah. What's a game duck?" So- <laughs> yeah, it's game packed with Arctic Adventure, uh, one of the games you can definitely find a ROM for, which is basically. Um, What's that game, that Konami game called? The shooter block puzzle one? Uh, Karth? Um, yeah, I think it is, shooter. yeah. That, that, the one, that one is vertical, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, when so, you like, fill in the Yeah, the where you fill, it, fill in yeah. the blocks. Yeah, that, it's basically the same game, but horizontal. And yeah, oh, that's, and it plays worse. So <laughs> like, that's, that's basically it. I already didn't like Karth to begin with, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love tangents, especially ones like that. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually been looking for Sachin games to have in my library, but the hell if I'm going to pay a hundred plus dollars for a Sachin game. So <laughs> absolutely, um, not worth it. <laughs> I did happen to find a, a nice uh, Japanese um, lot uh, where I got I got 14 games. I think half of them are complete in box. Um, I bought the entire lot for like fourteen bucks. I think it was. Wow. Uh, waiting, waiting for them all to come over because they were all from Japan. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I got like uh, Magic to Ru 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 Two. All right. Um, and I, I had a couple others. Uh, I got some like Derby Stallion right horse racing game. <laughs> um, okay. A few games that you had in your list marked as unplayable. Right. I actually have. I actually got a couple of them complete in box, so maybe um, we could figure out how to play them in some in some fashion, or at least you know <laughs> make a playable video of it so mm-hmm. people can mm-hmm. see what the thing is. Because uh, a, a friend of mine introduced me to a person that knows Japanese and is willing to help translate stuff that I sent to them. So. Um, so that's pretty cool that we're gonna have a some some translation going through. Yeah. But um, speaking of, I guess Japanese, we can dive into our 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 game, our, our game this podcast episode, which is uh, Maru's Mission, or in um, Jap in Japanese, I'm gonna butcher this in Japanese. <laughs> um, ora Ora Jaja Maru Sekai Dabukin. I'm not very good at Japanese, which is uh, I, I'm I'm Jean Jean Maru World Adventure yeah, basically. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, so um, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. 
So, um, Zsa Zsa Maru, or we're just going to call it Maru because that's <laughs> way easier to say, yeah. um, is the first of a series outside of Japan, uh, loosely based on Ninja Taro. No, uh, no, no. Brother wait. of. <laughs> Correction. No, there. it's. Um, no. It, Ninja Taro is, is loosely based upon the Zsa Zsa Maru series. That's, that's what I. Uh, meant with that <laughs> because ninja they're ninja taro ninja taro came all uh, also came out in in the u.s and i think europe as well it did. um but that one is like it, it's it's not the same it's just very loosely based on the series so maru's mission is the it, first actual uh jaja maru game out of, outside of japan outside of japan yeah 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 yeah, yeah they're they're not interconnected no, by any means no. they're just semi-similar god I, this is what happens when you translate something from Japan to the west <laughs> um, brother of Ninja-kun from the Ninja Kid games yeah that's uh, that's the guy you play with so um, people probably know Ninja Kid from NES uh, most oh, yeah. likely it did come out on the msx before that so like the series is is a lot older than the well a lot older basically around the same a lot period <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's it's a little bit before the nes era that uh, the series got launched on msx mostly yeah um and per per normal trend uh Maru's mission came out in japan first on the 28th of September in 1990, and then would later go into uh, release in Europe and the U.S. in 1991. Yeah, only, Tosei, only the though. U.S. actually, so, weirdly enough. Didn't you guys get it? I'm pretty sure we didn't, know. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss much. I mean, the Japanese version's way better. Anyway. <laughs> but it was developed by Tosei. Yeah. Um, pretty good developer. I mean, I have no complaints with them, really. True. Um, and then published by renowned Jalico. Uh, yeah, love them. Especially on Game Boy. Yep, yep. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Tose has done, uh, we'll stick with just the Game Boy. Uh, they've done Yoshi's Cookie. They've done the Namco Galleries. Um, if you want to get into the Game Boy Color, they did Ghost Metal Gear Ghost Babble. Oh, yeah. Um, Dragon Warrior, uh, Winnie the Pooh Adventures in the 100 Acre Woods. Sure. Which is actually a pretty fun game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, game Boy Advance, they did The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Pumpkin King, which is like a Metroid-esque type game. That's uh, a great one. Featuring Jack, Jack Skeleton, it's a very good game. Yeah. Uh, if if I were to recommend any Game Boy Advance game, it would be that. And you can get it pretty cheap. It's like a two dollar game. Um, they did Resident Evil Zero on the GameCube. Um, oh, they did Code Veronica. That's too bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, they they've been around. They've done so much. They did Dragon Ball for the Super Famicom. Uh, they've they've done a ton of stuff. Um, so they were founded forty years ago. Crazy. They have a th- over a thousand employees too, according to the two thousand fifteen census. Um, but yeah, published by Jalico. Uh, 
Mo and I are pretty big fans of of Jellico. Yeah. My my favorite. I don't even know what my favorite Jellico game is. <laughs> Me neither, actually. Um, like one. Well, wait, that that is Jellico, right? Banishing Racer is Jellico. Ja- yeah, yeah. Like, like I love that game, but it's also really hard. But hard. I, I think yeah, it's a really yeah. really cool game. Um, Rodland. I really liked Rodland. <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's a fine one. What else is there? Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just there's so many. They've made so many, or they've published so many good games. Fortified Zone. Wasn't Avenging Spirit a Jalico game? Right. Too? Yeah. 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 So yeah, they yeah they the co- the quality of the games kind of differs, but it it's always fun at least so yeah i mean you get you get the spectrum of bases loaded to avenging spirit yeah uh <laughs> so i mean <laughs> bases loaded for it being a sports game isn't terrible but it's a sports game mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's still pretty boring um so what's this so we don't even know who the compo- i don't this is the issue I have with retro games. They never document who the composer is, so you have to go on this wild goose hunt if you're lucky to find who the composer is. I don't know who the composer was for this this game at all. I couldn't find it in like the three days I'd spent doing notes. Yeah, I, I tried as well, but uh, nothing came up. And there are no credits in this game, so yeah. uh, no yeah, good, good luck finding out who made that. If you know someone from the Tose development crew of 1990, maybe you can ask them. But, yeah. um, outside of that, what's this? What's this game all about, Mo? Yeah, it's a very intricate plot with uh, with a lot of <laughs> deceit and and like uh, backstabbing and double crossing. Uh, uh, kind of really like Metal Gear Ghost Battle, which is. Uh, yeah, hard to follow. Um, you really have to pay attention through this epic tale. Um, but basically, it's uh, Maru is out for a walk, or Jaja Maru actually uh, is out for a walk with his girlfriend Cory, and an evil samurai named uh, Muramasa suddenly appears and kidnaps her. So <laughs> there you go. That is uh, <laughs> that is the plot. <laughs> Nothing new there. Uh, but yeah, in uh, Maru's efforts to track her down and, and rescue her, must face a number of mythological monsters like Muramasa, for example. That's a sword, right? Or is it a legend that he uses the sword? Like I, I'm not so good with <laughs> mythological uh, monsters. No, to I, be no idea. Uh, but yeah, he gains uh, new and powerful weapons. Uh, each time in order to defeat the next one that you also completely lose afterwards so i don't know <laughs> you don't really gain them it's you just true you, you just loan them i guess um uh using the hints that are left behind by his enemies maru will follow a trail that will lead him across six different locations including the buck infested forest of america the scorching deserts of egypt um help our hero on his mission as he fights to rescue cory um just uh i was was gonna say that's the u.s yeah that's that's definitely the u.s story because uh we'll dive into that one a little bit later uh because of the first stage is definitely not in america uh but in the japanese (laughs) version of the game cory also of course get kidnapped um but then it's not by muramasa it's by some sort of devil and he comes from america so maybe that was a little bit of um um like <laughs> japanese <laughs> not liking american that much during that day and and yeah 
I can I can see yeah. something like that for sure. So uh, yeah. So the story is a little bit different in between the two versions, but it's basically girlfriend gets kidnapped, you go save her. The, yeah, the story in a nutshell is about the same. The gameplay though, in a nutshell, is the same. <laughs> But harder on the Japanese version. Uh, so before we dive into that, we'll stick with the U.S. version for now. But uh, so the U.S. version, you start off in North America. No, um, it is North America, anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. no. Wait. Yeah. No, you start. No, it, you start North America yeah, on the U.S. The US you end. You end in North America on the Japanese yeah. version. Yeah. Uh, you fight a mini boss named Iclops. Um, so before we dive into these bosses, we should just talk about the gameplay first and foremost. Um, Maru's missions, your typical hold right platformer. Um, you can shoot projectiles, you can jump like you're on the moon. Uh, you kill enemies that then have their spirits dangle in the sky. When you collect the spirits or the souls, that's your hit points. And then the bottom right corner <coughs> of the screen is the total number of souls that you have. Um, and that's basically your hit points. Once that hits zero, you die. Um, in the Japanese version, you die once. There's no continue at all. You just start the game over. Um, in the American version, if you die once, you have one continue. Yeah. So um, not a huge deal, I guess. Um, and it takes a lot to die in Maru's mission. <clears throat> um because in the American version, the spirits are just all over the place. Like you, typically in the first like two seconds, three seconds of the stage, you're gonna get a power up. Ninety percent of the time, the power up is gonna be a, a, a weapon upgrade, where you're gonna be shooting like comments across the screen, or you're gonna have this like homing ball yo-yo thing going around you. Um, you're gonna have this or this giant laser go across the screen and kill everything, uh, but if you're real, real lucky, you're going to get this one little power-up that just puts you right to the end of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the power-up, the weapon power-ups don't do anything for you at all in the boss fights because you lose your weapon power-up before the boss fight starts. Um, so it really doesn't matter at all. The power-ups just kind of help you get to the stage a little easier. But even then, everything dies within one hit, regardless of the weapon power-up. So it's honestly just not a huge deal at all to get. Um, so yeah, holding right, jumping, shooting. Most of the time, you're probably just going to be jumping over enemies and just not even hitting them. Because the game is actually pretty laggy. Uh, depending on the weapon that you get, you can cause some pretty significant lag in the game. And uh, chop down those those frame rates pretty pretty quick. Uh, but in the stage one, once you get into um, the end of stuff one one, I guess we'll call it. Mm -hmm. You fight against a, you fight against a mini boss called Iclops, which is like a, it's it's a, it's a floating black ball with an eye in the center. Think of a scuffed version of Krakow from Kirby's Dreamland, and um, the eye is going to open up, and that's when you can just unleash in, into the eye and take it down. And that's going to do a couple different attacks. It's going to stop and just do like a, a counter or a clockwise laser attack. Or it's going to do some dashing at you. Um, but it's a very easy boss fight regardless. And then once once you've defeated the boss in the American version, the boss will uh, let out a ton of souls for you to collect to, re to replenish your hit points. 
in the Japanese version, there are no souls to replenish your hit points. Mm-hmm. If you took a lot of damage in the Japanese version, tough. Like, yeah. <laughs> it could, basically. Um, and then there's going to be a little cutscene um, before you fight the boss and after you fight the boss. So once you've defeated the boss, there's going to be a little cutscene that says, hey, you're about to go fight the, in, in this case, Insector. Use this item to, to defeat the boss. Okay, so they, they give you the, the an item to fight Insector. Um, the Insector stage one two, you get a, you fight you fight against your doppelganger kind of halfway through the stage. Again, you can just jump over him or walk past him. There's no reason to fight your doppelganger mm-hmm. at all. Um, and once you get to Insector or the or the X dash two boss in Maru's mission, you have to press select. Uh, that activates your your secret weapon, and that is the only weapon that is able to damage the the main boss of that world. So Insector is kind of a, 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 a just a nightmare to fight because Insector can split off into a bunch of different flies, and you have to wait for all the flies to land before Insector will collect himself and become a whole entity again and when the only time you can hurt insector is when insector is a whole entity so it can be just a complete nightmare just like it's just a lot of waiting sometimes before you can actually hurt the boss um in the japanese version of stage one you're actually in japan uh again very similar idea just hold right jump shoot but the first boss that you fight is like a or a pig and you're attached to you get attached to its tail yeah and you're actually taking damage over time fighting this thing like there's no avoiding it at all so your sole goal is to burn this boss down as fast as possible and then in one dash two you don't fight insector you fight neo which is the uh native american um, which we'll talk more about in the, in the American version later, because that's like the second to last boss yeah. in the American version. Um, but in the Japanese version, it is the main boss for stage one. Um, and it's a very, very basic fight. Uh, basically, you spam down the head and, and it's done. So from there, we have to go to Romania. Which is the first level with uh, the first level has a desert. The second part has a has a cemetery. Yeah, everybody knows the vast desert of Romania. Like incredible <laughs> desert there. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows. And then, so the first mini boss you fight is Wolfman. Uh, Wolfman in the American version looks just like a normal human being with a very scruffy face. Uh, it, it's not very compelling at all, but, um, the crappy thing fighting Wolfman is you can only hurt him when he goes berserk. Hmm. So when he's in his civilian innocent mode, you can't hurt him at all. But when he goes insane and berserk and starts attacking you, it's the only time you can attack him. There's a glitch in the American version that duplicates the boss and splits him into two. Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> that's a good time. Um, in the Japanese version, Wolfman is actually like a wolf. 
man. Like it actually looks like a wolf man. Um, again, mini mini cutscene before and after. Wolfman's like, "Hey, take this piece of garlic yep. and and go defeat Dracula." Because we all know the only way to beat Dracula is to throw garlic at him, or a pizza with which has garlic on it. Never forget about yes, that. That's true. Or garlic spray. Oh, you have a garlic spray as well too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how I, I just googled uh, Romanian desert <laughs> and it's immediately you you mean Romanian desert right because there's no such thing as Romanian <laughs> desert that's that's really great what do you mean the, the lush sands of Romania what are you talking about <laughs> all those sand dunes in Romania <laughs> oh God. um so the tutu boss is Dracula. Here you're in a cemetery. This is the the you get the funnest power up in this stage, which is a minecart. Um, it literally does really nothing. It doesn't make you go faster. You can't shoot anything. You could run into stuff and kill it. That's really about it. But it plays a pretty fun little jingle, so I do recommend getting it. Right. Um, but outside of that, you have the graves, and the graves get in your way. Like you can't walk through them or pass them. Like they're just like a wall. It's just oh, they, they're obnoxiously in the way. Uh, so then you you reach Dracula, and Dracula's a joke. He starts out in bat form, and once he turns into human Dracula form, is the only time you can hurt him via the garlic, which you have to press select for. Remember, um, and then. If you don't kill him fast enough, he's going to split into a whole bunch of bats that are going to line up and chase you, and you just have to dodge them and wait for him to turn into Dracula again, and it's a whole thing. It's it's a pretty easy fight. Um, Then, once you've defeated Dracula, he's just like, oh yeah, Cory is in the next zone, or whatever. I saw Cory in next zone with so-and-so. Okay, so you, so now we're, we're going to go to Greece, but before we go to Greece... We gotta play Jaws. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everyone's favorite NES game. And if you think I am memeing, I am not memeing at all. So, in Maru's mission, there are three... Do we call them? You can't call them bonus stages because if you die in them, you game over. Yeah. No, they're, they're like you can't even, you intermediate can't stages, even I would say, or, or something like that. Traveling stages? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you can't call them bonus stages because you can die yeah. in them and, and game over. And you don't get any bonuses out of them either. So like, No, you get nothing no, out of them. It's, they're completely useless. Yeah. Um, so you, you're... It depends on the version. If you're on the Japanese version, <coughs> you ride a frog, I believe it is. And if you're yeah. in the American version, you ride a turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your that's your mode of transportation across the across the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> I guess, or the Atlantic, whichever way it goes. I think it goes towards the Pacific. Um, that well, to, to go to Greece, it would be the Mediterranean Sea, probably, but... Well, that's a sea. That's not an ocean. <laughs> We're true. divided by an ocean on both sides, Mo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, for some reason, the animal throws you off its back and you end up in the water. And you're magically in a snorkeling outfit with some swimming trunks on. 
Um, and you're going to have, I think it's six sharks that come at you. And you have a harpoon gun, of all things, to have too. If you position yourself correctly, it takes uh, three hits to take out, two or three hits to take out these sharks. Uh, and you can hit them off screen even too, if you're real accurate. Mm-hmm. Once you kill the sharks, at the bottom of the screen is a stingray, I believe it is. You have to kill the stingray as well too. And the stingray can hurt you. Um so once you've killed the sharks for no reason whatsoever, killed the stingray for no reason whatsoever, uh, you can now progress through the game. <laughs> uh, there is no time limit in these stages at all, that I, at least I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of when you can kill the sharks and the stingray. So we move on to Greece, which is in a cave. Uh, yeah uh, again the first thing you think about when you say Greece is like an underground bone cavern like <laughs> I mean that's so typical there if, if you go there do you, not... you you get off the airport you step outside you just fall down into a bone cavern uh, uh, and you get like plates thrown at your head by by some Greek people that's Greece that's that's just how it works there I definitely don't think of amazing architecture and marble sculpting or anything no, like that. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, <laughs> so we go into a cave, Bone Cavern. Um, again, it's another one of those hold right and jump over the pit type deals. Um, the issue at this stage is you come across some new types of enemies. We have the mummy, which just breaks apart and doesn't really die at all. And then we have, I don't even know what to call them, these people that grab you and just, like, suplex you, basically. Uh, <laughs> if they grab you and get a hold of you, like, it's right, it, yeah, could be, <laughs> it could be death real quick. Yeah, like, um, we, we didn't really get into that in the previous stages, but they kind of want to do enemies that are based upon the region they're in. Uh, but again, yeah. for Greece, it's like, <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with it. It's, it's just really random. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of stages, like, the enemies aren't really worthwhile to talk about because they don't really do anything. They're mm-hmm. just there to be there. Uh, the, the most dangerous enemy you encounter is your doppelganger in 1-2. Yeah. Uh, really, everyone else is everything else is just there. The only difference between the two and Jap and the Japanese versus the U.S. Are, are just the sprites. The Japanese ones have cuter sprites, so you don't want to kill them as much mm-hmm. as the American mm-hmm. ones. So, um, but Gre- Greece is when they actually started implementing like an actual mechanic to the AI. It seems like so. Yeah, uh, definitely worth talking about now. Um, also, in stage three one, you can walk on the ceiling. <laughs> Only in certain reason. parts, only in certain yeah. parts yeah. of the stage, for yeah. some unknown reason. And there are spikes on the floor that just look like lines that do a lot of damage to you because you don't know you're standing on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the upside down <laughs> thing is just, uh, like, that's also very typical for Greece. Like, there's no gravity in their underground bone caverns, so no. you can just walk on ceilings. It's, it, I mean, it's a good place to visit, really. It's not bad. Yeah, just don't go outside with the no gravity because then you're like up in space, you're all floating away. Sudden. Yeah, you don't want to go. You don't want to do that. Um, so then we come across our, our mini boss, <clears throat> our three-one boss. His name is Gollum. 
Uh, very much like the Lord of the Rings. He likes to troll you <clears throat> quite a bit. Yeah. Also very typical uh, for Greek mythology, the golem. Well, the funny thing is the golem looks like a Roman fighter. Yeah. But yeah, like a, a golem is from Hebrew. Uh, yes. Th- yeah, definitely. So not really has anything to do with Greece here. They could have gone with like, they had so many things to choose from. <laughs> when it comes to yeah. Greek mythology, like, and then they go with a golem. It's like, oh, come we on. have we have a game with bosses featuring from featured from mythology. So yeah. let's choose. Oh, we're in Greece. We're in a very heavy, like rich mythology land. Let's choose one not from Greece. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> cool. You know, um, so Gollum, uh, he will he can do a lot of different things. Uh, the typical attack that you'll see Gollum do is that he'll curl up into a ball and kind of just bounce around the screen for a bit. While he's in ball form, you can't hurt him at all. You have to wait for him to go out of ball form to hurt him. Kind of like those roly-poly bugs, if you've ever played with one as a kid. Um, during the fight, there is a section of the screen with spikes on it. You do have to kind of be careful where you're placing Jaja Maru. Otherwise, uh, again, it's like the Insector fight where you're probably going to spend most of your time just waiting to hit the boss uh once you've killed Gollum, he's going to give you a shield and you're like cool i got a shield finally that you can't use until the boss um another thing to note in the cave levels because there are more than one cave level if you get the power up that skips you to the end of the stage you can be intercepted by an enemy <laughs> um i have been the I think the only known recipient of this so <laughs> far, uh, where if you get the the level skip power up, it doesn't just like blink you to the end of the stage. It travels your character across the screen to the end of the stage, which means your character is still vulnerable to attack, which means if your character slides across the screen and gets caught by the enemy that grabs you and just suplexes you, you will get grabbed and suplex mid skip mm-hmm. and your power up is wasted all right, all right uh i think i'm the only one with video footage of that ever happening <laughs> 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 so that's a thing that that happens um so now we're in three two uh same spiel hold right jump over gaps Ignore mummies, try and kill suplex people. Uh, but now we fight Medusa. We actually fight an actual Greek mythology person. Yeah, they they at least got that right. Um, and just to just to be sure that I wasn't spouting nonsense earlier, I did I did check on, on Google real quick for the golem. Um, so I, I was typing in golem mythology, and it immediately auto filled in Greek. So I was like, uh oh, did we say something stupid? Uh, but no, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. So. No, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I like I'm pretty confident in my mythology yeah, yeah, yeah. studies to know that like Norse Norse and Greek mythology like those are the two I know I know the best um and I'm pr- and I've never heard of a golem in Greek mythology no, so but uh, we faced off against Medusa and the greatest part about Medusa is the is the cutscene sprite because in 
the Japanese version, I believe it is, it looks like she is just completely cracked out on drugs. Uh, it doesn't look anything like Medusa at all. <laughs> it looks like if you've ever watched the Rugrats, uh, if you remember Angelica's doll, where like it has that really tiny head and like the hair is like missing from like a quarter of its head, and like a bunch of just gaps between like chunks of hair. That's what Medusa looks like in the cutscene. Um, Medusa looks slightly better in the American version, <laughs> slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Medusa fight is. Pretty weird. Uh, Medusa is half human, half snake. Um, yeah, so she's, she's un- a gorgon. Yeah. So the bottom portion of her is a snake. One of the attacks that she can do is that she can just launch this like snake thing out of her crotch area. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I mean, there's no other way to explain it. <laughs> I, I, I suppose it's sub- supposed to be she's releasing one of the snakes she's, out of her she's like tail hair. Yeah. But, yeah. She's like releasing a snake or doing a tail whip or something with a snake, but it just looks like she's launching a snake out of her crotch. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is what it looks yeah. like. Uh, you can't do anything against that attack at all. Um... You have to wait for her to shoot Cheerios at you. Mm-hmm. Um, once she once she starts shooting Cheerios, because you know that's what Medusa is known for is shooting Cheerios out of her mouth. <laughs> uh, you have to pull up your shield, and then once you've pulled up your shield, you reflect the Cheerios back at Medusa to hurt her. That's the American version. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think it's supposed to be her like uh, her her reflection. Uh, her gaze into the reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Again, for people who don't know the story of Medusa, like it, she can basically turn people to stone if you look at her. Uh, yeah, if you look at her, that's actually it. She doesn't have a beam. Yeah, or anything. if you just look at uh, if you look at her directly into the eyes, yeah, you get, you you can you'll turn into stone. Yeah. But yeah, for but her, if you, yeah, if you use a reflection. Yeah, she turns herself her. into stone. Uh, yeah, yep. for a lot of like new media, like go, not going back to the the original story, they do portray her a lot as having a beam because, like, especially in video games, it would be kind of stupid if it would just be you look at her and you're st- like completely uh, turned to stone. So yeah, you can actually see the attack, but yeah, that, it's it's just something. We're looking at yeah. you. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We're looking at you. <laughs> you fight Medusa in that game, and it's literally that. Like you don't know she's attacking you. Okay, that's uh, yeah, that's very weird. Looking at you, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I'll, I'll <laughs> make reference to God of War. I guess like you, you fight a lot of Gorgons in that, and you I, maybe yeah. Medusa herself as well. I don't remember. I know you. Yeah, that's a probably the first Medusa. boss of, of God of War. Um, when you take yeah. her hat and you use her hat to to turn enemies into stone with that, so you can see a yep. gaze coming out of her. No, but yeah, yeah. But in the Japanese version, you don't have to block her Cheerios; you just shoot your shield at her. Like there's no blocking at all. Like your shield is somehow a shield gun, and you just shoot her with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that's the Japanese version. <laughs> Honestly, the Japanese version is actually slightly faster than the North American version because of the boss kills. Um, speed run fact right there that we'll get to later. So, we uh, we kill Medusa. Medusa's like, oh, yeah, I saw Cory in, in Egypt. 
All right. All right. So we take a trip from Greece to Egypt. And uh, this is where we get the most useless power up in the world. <laughs> um, so in Egypt, you come across mummies and angels. I'm, I'm going to call them angels. Um, and about three seconds into the stage, you get a power up. Power up's a whip. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I know. Every, what you're I thought you were talking about every, what the boss gives you, but yeah, okay, no, I got no, it. No, no, no. Every power up in the game, you're able to move Jaja Maru while shooting. The whip, you once you use it, Jaja Maru stands still, and this giant whip goes around you for about six seconds before you can move again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Casually, this whip is kind of nice because it does gather you souls after it's killed something. Speedrunning, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you have yeah, no patience yeah, no like me, it's terrible. Um, so as we progress through Egypt, we go and enter the Sphinx. Don't enter it, I guess. We encounter the Sphinx yeah. that is the size of a two-liter bottle. Um <laughs> it's quite small. Yeah. Um at least they and, got their mythology right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's interesting that they chose to do the boss this way. So you don't fight the Sphinx. You have to answer a trivia question. Yeah. And it's interesting they chose that because from what the little bit I know about Egyptian lore is the Sphinx was a lot of just like intelligence like that's where like it's just a, there's a lot more like mystery and <clears throat> lore to the sphinx that we just don't know so a lot of people like look at the sphinx as this robust like mystery type deal so it's interesting that they chose to do a trivia question for the sphinx instead of just us fighting the sphinx yeah, um, yeah. It, I think either it's like a Bible story or just a standalone story. But I do know there is a story about a Sphinx where it's really a guy walking up to one and and then getting asked uh, asked questions. And I think even the one that uh, the Sphinx asked in the um, American version, at least, is of that story, if I remember correctly. It's a riddle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a riddle. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, as far as yeah, I it's... remember, that's how the story goes. But I don't remember exactly where it's uh, where it originated. But um, you yeah, can see can this it. type of uh, behavior from a sphinx in in other types of games. Um, the most recent one, maybe being Mario Odyssey, uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, maybe that one is more recent. Uh, but yeah, I, I do know in in Odyssey, yeah, like you also have to like answer questions when you encounter. Oh really? Movie. I haven't. I've never played Odyssey. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, I don't. It's I don't like Mario game. <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but in Origins, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is the one that takes place in Egypt, right. you do encounter the Sphinx, um, and there's a lot of a lot of touch points to the Sphinx and Assassin's Creed where you have to figure out, like there are a bunch of riddles that you have to figure out in order to access the Sphinx. Uh, it's actually really, really interesting. Um, but the, it asks you a riddle uh, in the American version, the US version, 
Um, I forgot what the riddle actually goes. It's like what has four legs at in the morning, at night, uh, three in the, in the morning, in the afternoon at um, two at night. I, no, two oh, no, in the afternoon, two, three at two, night. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because it's it's human, it's man. Yeah, it's is, it's is the answer because at four you're crawling in the morning, you're crawling, you're a baby. Uh, in the afternoon, which is middle of your life, you're walking on two legs, and in the evening, which is the end of your life, you're walking on three legs because it's assumed you're going to have a cane. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's one of the most well-known uh, riddles. I, I doubt that nobody, like, there are people out there who haven't heard that before. It's the same as the one with yeah. like you come to a crossing. Uh, trying to find a village, there are two people in front of you. One always speaks the truth; the other one always uh, lies. And you have to ask a question to either one of them to find out where the actual village is. And if you don't know the answer to that, is you ask any of them, what would the other person say? There you go. Yeah. Yep. Um. And then once you've answered the question correctly, this thing is like, cool, you can now progress. If you answer the question wrong, if you answer the question wrong in the Japanese version, you just game over. Um, are, are you like super sure about that? Because like I played it. I'm, I'm uh, pretty sure. I played it uh, before this podcast thing. Well like a, a few days ago but uh, i played it and like i couldn't read what it, was it, on the screen at all and i was just pressing the a button and, and i got different questions every time and going back to the same one and i, I just passed each oh, really? time so uh maybe i just got lucky of course because i have no idea what i was reading but because there's because every question i've ever gotten on the japanese version it has some sort of number involved with it. Yeah, yeah, there was one of those, yeah. And the answer is always 33, I think it was. <laughs> okay. Um, and, w- and when I first played the Japanese version, I never, I, I got it wrong, and I remember game overing. Mm, okay. But I also remember one other time getting it wrong and just having to restart the stage. Hmm. So I don't know if it takes health away if you get oh, it wrong. And if your health yeah. hits zero, you die. Uh, or it just I just be me being me playing a video game and just it happened. Yeah, weird. Okay. Um, yeah, so like I've I've had two different experiences with the Japanese version. Uh, I've never gotten it wrong on the American version <laughs> because I've I knew what the answer was to the riddle. Um, but in the Japanese version, I've I've had both where I have restarted the stage and I've died. All right. Yeah. So I had to, I, I had to I, repeat I questions. So I like interesting. Yeah, I I've never had I've never had a different question in the Japanese oh, version. Okay, it's always been the same. <laughs> that is that is kind of weird. We should uh, not check that out more. Yeah, I I think I got three different questions because there, I did game over once. Uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah, I do remember. It's in the next stage. Uh, so I game <laughs> over. So I had to redo it. And like the first time I played it, I got two questions and then. It was fine. I could pass. I guess. I, I guess. I guessed it right. And then the second time, I had like the first question, then the second question, then it gave, gave back to the first question, and I don't know what was happening at all. Wow. I, I yeah. I've never had that. Okay. Wow. Today we learned. Yeah. Um. So once you get past Sphinx, you go and to the. 4-2 stage. Uh, this stage here has really obnoxious enemies. Um, two in particular. It has the 
uh, Chimera, which if you get touched by the Chimera, it just it carries you back to the beginning of the stage. Fun times. Uh, it, but if you if you kill a Chimera, it breaks off into three different enemies that you have to kill individually. Yeah. This this stage has another useless power up, and that is the bomb. <laughs> um, again, absolutely useless. Don't even don't even pick it up. Um, and then you start to encounter the the dragons a little bit. They're not as obnoxious as they will be in the next next world, but you start to encounter them. Like you you start to see them. Um, but the final the, the final stage for Egypt is ISIS. Yeah, the the Egyptian ISIS, the, the Egyptian not the, ISIS, not the terrorist group ISIS. Can we even say yeah. that? Are are we gonna get terrorized by ISIS now? I don't know. Well, homeland, Sec- homeland security is gonna be on me now. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, you you battle against ISIS, uh, which is a very similar fight to that of Iclops. Actually, um, the only difference is that you can hurt ISIS throughout from from start to finish. Um, but the attacks that Isis will do, he will do a a clockwise beam as well, like Iclops, um, and he'll actually dash at you as well too. He has a very similar attack pattern to that of Iclops, but you can kill him a lot faster than Iclops. Um, so yeah, after the Egypt, we have to go to Brazil, so we have to travel across the ocean again. Mm-hmm. And, oh, also uh, Egypt was mean, in the desert, so that was all, for once correct. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, we did mention that. Yeah, Egypt was in the desert. So good job, nailed nailed yeah. it. Nice job. Um, so now we got to go to Brazil. So we have to go to South America, which means we have to travel across the ocean, which means we have to uh, murder some sharks mm-hmm. and some stingrays uh, for no reason again. <laughs> yeah, as, as you do. <laughs> as you do. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so same thing as before. You you put on your snorkel and your swimming trunks with a harpoon gun and uh, start shooting sharks and stingrays again for amusement, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then you move on to Brazil, which is the mountain level. And again, we go back into a cemetery later on in this world. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there are mountains in Brazil, but again, like there are. You have the Amazon there. Why not? Okay, you already had a a forest stage earlier, but again, come on. Yeah. Or like you know, like a like a village, like a tribe village, or something. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different things they could have done, but we get a mountain. Yeah. Um, this again. Now you have, <coughs> now you're still you're still fighting chimeras in the mountain, but now you get entered really introduced into these like dragon seahorse looking sprites, and they're obnoxious because you can't progress the screen without killing them. And sometimes you can't kill them because they go into the floor mm-hmm. or the ground and your projectile doesn't go through solid objects, at least not far enough sometimes. Um, so 
sometimes, again, you have to wait for them to get into range and attack. But this is dangerous because this stage is riddled with pits. Uh, if you fall into a pit, I hope you don't have epilepsy because you're probably going to spaz out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a trip when you fall down into a pit. Um, Jaja Maru lays down like he's in a coffin, basically, as he's falling. Um, and then the screen goes super trippy. I'm trying to... Th- I can't really think of a game that has anything very similar to it at all. No, um, not really, no. Yeah, I really can't think of anything. And then in the American version, you approach the bottom, but you don't hit the ground. You kind of like float above the ground. But you start the stage over again in the in the, in the American version. You don't die unless you fall into a pit. You have to fall into a pit three times. In the American version, yeah. I believe it is, before you game over. In the Japanese version, from my experience, if you fall in a pit once, it's game over. Yeah. <laughs> this is yes. this is also the stage where it happened to me. <laughs> so yep. that was fun. Um, it actually, like when you enter the mini boss area, um, you of course get a cutscene, like always. Um, oh, yeah. And. For some reason, like, if you're playing these games, you're so used to holding right the entire time just to move faster when the cutscene is over. Do not do that in the Japanese version of of this game when you counter this one, because you are literally placed five pixels away from a pit. Um, So if you're holding right, you just drop down immediately and die, and you have to start (laughs) over again. So yeah, that's what happened to me. I, I loved it. It was cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, but yeah, so the mini boss for this is Hydra. So a pretty easy fight again. Uh, Hydra has like two attacks basically. If Hydra doesn't do anything at the start of the fight, you literally just mash the shoot button and you can kill Hydra before it, it does anything. Um, otherwise, it will shoot a water particle at you or if it falls into the pit, it will launch itself out and land where you are basically. Yeah. Uh, it's a very easy fight. The hardest thing is not falling in the hole. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Honestly, it is. And and we of course all part. know Hydra from uh, the Marvel mythology. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously though, Hydra is from Greek mythology, so they could have used that one in Greece. To be honest, it just placed a golem here. I don't know what he would be looking for in Brazil, but like, I don't understand why in Sector isn't the mini boss or something from brazil because rainforest yeah that's that's, that's also better yeah like there's just so many different options <laughs> uh <laughs> a spider i don't know something uh just trying to think of a spider from like donkey kong country 3 or whatever uh um, <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> what's his <laughs> name again i don't remember i don't remember but uh so once you've defeated Hydra, uh, Hydra gives you an item, just like every other mini-boss has, and you move on to to the next stage, which is a cemetery. Um, the cemetery doesn't have the chimeras anymore, but it has those stupid seahorse dragons that stop the screen, and you have to kill them before you progress on. Um, then you fight... Something called Kelbalos. Kel- Kelbalos? 
Yeah, that's Ke- that's Keperos? the name for it. But I I'm pretty sure it's just a bad translation. Um, because I I kind of know what they mean, but I because it's written that way, I just can't figure it out because I keep going back to Kalbalas. But I think they mean Keberos or. S- Cerberus? Cerberus? So, yeah, probably it's, something it's, it's like... It's a three-headed dog. Yeah, that, yeah a, there we go. That's dog. it. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, it's Cerberus, not... Like, Cer- okay. nobody's Which ever, is also ever written Kalbalas, unless... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... Now I need to know. Wait. <laughs> which, which, by the way, like, Cerberus is a three-headed dog, which is the hound of the underworld in Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah, I do Not wonder, Brazilian, it's Greek. Yeah, I do wonder if they pronounce it like that in Greece. And, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... I, I don't know, yeah. I, I just I, I just know that it's a three-headed... I knew it was a three-headed dog, yeah. and I couldn't remember, like, the actual name of it. But I know it's, it's the Hound of Hades as well, so... Which, again, is Greek mythology in South America. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, this fight is really obnoxious. Oh, oh, oh. Honestly. So, it's, yeah, it's what? pronounced, uh, in my good Greek <laughs> accent, uh, Kerberos. So, um, yeah, it's a bad translation where they, oh, okay. they replace really the R's with an L. So, there we go. Cool. Okay. Because, like, I, when I see the sprite, I know exactly what yeah. it is. But, like, I see the name, and I'm just like, I don't know what this name means at all. So... And I just assumed it was the three-headed dog from Greek mythology, since everything else is based off of Greek mythology <laughs> yeah. in this game. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, it kind of makes sense for it to come from the cemetery, I guess. I mean, it is the Hound of Hades, so it's coming from hell of a sort. Um, yeah, he pr- protects it, the gate to the underground, basically. Yep. Yeah. So this fight's pretty obnoxious, honestly. Um, what's going to happen is that it's going to launch itself in the air, and the screen doesn't doesn't um, transition with you. Is that the word I'm looking for? It doesn't move with with Jaja Maru yeah. uh, on on a, on a vertical plane. So when the boss goes up in the up in the air, it goes off screen. You can't see the boss anymore, so you don't know where to like throw your shurikens at to hit it. Um, or whatever the magic item was for this. I forgot what it was now. Um, to hit it, so you have to wait for it to come down, but it, it moves at such a sporadic pattern, uh, and it bounces around so much that it's actually exceptionally hard to hit. <laughs> yep. Um, in the American version, if I remember correctly, the boss only has one head, which is interesting, but in the Japanese version... The boss does have multiple heads, if you look very closely. So, because the sprites from American to Japanese are actually quite different yeah. for bosses. Um, once you beat that, um, it magically talks to you and means like, yeah, I saw Corey in Japan with Miramasa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or in the Japanese version, I saw Corey with the devil. In America, mm. um, so we make so again we have to travel across the ocean. So as you do, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> as you do, you have to go kill some sharks and stingrays again. Yeah. 
God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, put on your snorkeling outfit and your grab your harpoon gun. Go kill some more sharks and some more uh, stingrays to progress to the game. Yeah. Luckily, again, luckily you're you... going to Japan, so you can sell uh, the bars there. That's true. That's true. Um, just don't get caught. It's frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would just remember, if you're in the Japanese version and you die, you start the entire game over again. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so then we move on to Japan uh, in the U.S. version, and you put Ninja Dojo. I call it a cave. <laughs> yeah, well, I I didn't really write this. I just uh, found it on on uh, some kind of wiki page of this. Oh, game. I see where so, you found it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I it, it could be a dojo, but it's basically like Grease again. It's a cave. It's a cave. Yeah, it's it's like, like the sequel to Greece, like Greece too. Like nobody liked it, but they brought it out anyway. So, yeah, uh, it's really unfortunate. Mm. Like this is the this is the level to put the mountain in because it could have been like it could have been Mount Mount Fuji, <laughs> right? Like this is the stage to put the mountain on, um, <laughs> but instead we you know when you land in Japan, you're well adverse into those caves. <laughs> on that island. <laughs> um, so we go to the cave, and guess what? We have to face off against the mummy and the suplexing person again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's nothing's changed. If you guys didn't know, there's a uh, underground tunnel that connects Greece and Japan together, and that's how they share their enemy resources, yeah. their AI resources, a lot of the time. That's why they're so similar. That's why they look almost the same. Um, it's because of that underground connection tunnel. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it goes under the Romanian desert. Oh. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, 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 it's totally true. not... Yeah. Not out of the way at all, or anything, no. <laughs> De- definitely not out of the way at all. <laughs> um, so the first mini-boss you fight is Neo, N-I-O-H, which is a Native American to the Americas. It's an Indian. Um, in the Japanese version, you fight Insector as the mini-boss. That's the second to last boss in the Japanese version, which is an exceptionally easier version than the American version, mind you. Uh, but you fight Neo as the um, main boss of World 1 in the Japanese version, which is really interesting. Um, so, once you fight, so Neo uh, basically has <coughs> two phases. Uh, phase one is you have to attack the body, and he has like this whip that if he whips you, he'll get a hold of you, but you can still attack, so it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. at all. Once you've destroyed the body, it turns into a floating head. Yeah. Um, again, if you can get under it and just aim up and shoot, you can stun lock it and kill it relatively quick. Otherwise, it's a little obnoxious, but it's pretty quick fight regardless. Um. And after that, he's like, yeah, Miramasa, something, something, something. Okay. So now we go into the final boss boss fight. So again, we have to traverse through the cave, mummies, suplexing people, whatever. Uh, then we get to Miramasa. 
the fight between American and Japanese is very different, so I'll talk about both. In the American version, Miramasa is basically just a tank and spank fight, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, you you shoot at him, he throws a sword at you, you keep shooting at him, game over. Roll, roll the nowhere-to-be-seen credits. Yeah. Um, in the Japanese version, it's a two-phase fight. So in phase one, you see a physical appearance of Miramasa. And once you've destroyed that physical appearance, it goes invincible and you can't see the boss anymore. So the only way to know where the boss is at is by the sword being thrown. Um, And from there, you still have to do a bit of a guess where the boss is at. Um, It's it's an exceptionally hard fight. Uh, because you have to final, you have to end the game. You're taking a ton of damage from the sword. You don't know where the boss is at. It's pretty stressful. Um, so once you once you figure it out and once you start hitting the boss, the outline of the boss does show up. But if you stop hitting the boss and it moves, like you don't know where that boss mm-hmm. went at all until it throws a sword. So uh, very difficult fight actually for uh, for the, for the type of game that it is. Uh, and then the cutscene afterwards, once you've defeated Miramasa, in the American version, because I can't read Japanese, uh, it gives you an address. Uh, it gives you Jalico's old address uh, for their American headquarters, which is now a plastics factory. <laughs> so, that's cool. Yeah, probably um, not the same number anymore either. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, no. probably probably different number. Um, you can always try and call it I'll, if if you're if you're from the U.S. At least, like I wouldn't recommend yeah. uh, European calling American <laughs> line. That's gonna cost you a bunch. Yeah, because yeah, I looked up the address and it's just a plastics factory. Like the building's still there. Like all the buildings are still there. It's just a plastics factory right, now, right. basically. So. Uh, which happened a lot with some of the old retro companies, like the old 80s and 90s retro companies. Like the only ones I can think of that are still in North America, like physically, you have Nintendo, um, Sony. I really, I think that's it as like a dominant physical presence. Because like before, like we had Jalico, we had. We had a bunch of different ones, like a lot of the smaller companies here, LJN, whatever else. But mm-hmm. you know, over the years, like they went out of business, they got bought out. You know, whatever may happen, then those buildings, you know, those, <clears> the doors <throat> get shut down, liquidated, whatever may happen. So yeah, it's really unfortunate to see some of that. I wonder what happened to all the Jalico carts that were in those buildings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, possibly there's a lot of money. In those I, I would say, but oh yeah. Uh, they, Thrown away, yeah. Thrown away, liquidated for cents. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I'm, like I'm sh- the American released Jellico games. At least are not that expensive if, if you want to get them. Uh, <laughs> Some of them are, but like not all of them. But like, no, it's, no. you can't compare to to Banishing Racer, which is like a hundred dollar. Oh yeah, no, card or no, yeah. Twenty. I don't remember. Avenging Spirit. Avenging Spirit. Oh, and Avenging Spirit. Like, yeah, both versions like are Avengers- quite expensive. Well, three versions yeah. actually. They're all all three yeah, of them. They're all expensive. Yeah. 
because the American version of Avengers Spirits around seventy to eighty bucks yeah. now. The European version, um, it's around like what 100, 100 yeah, bucks, hundred twenty bucks like now for sure. Uh, and I don't remember what the Japanese <laughs> one was around. I'm gonna say fifty to something like that. Yeah, fifty to sixty bucks. Which you be like, oh, that's not that. You know, like, oh, that's not too expensive compared to normal Japanese Game Boy prices. That's pretty yeah, expensive. That's, that's very expensive. Because <laughs> uh, typically you can buy a Japanese version of a Game Boy game for ten, fifteen bucks. So yeah, uh, if if less, depending on the type of game, except for Banishing Racer. Yeah, but Banishing Racer, Trip World, and uh, Zass. Those are extremely expensive games. <laughs> Yeah, burning paper is really expensive right. too. If you can find a copy of right. it, if you can find a copy of it, so, um, uh, so yeah, that's that's Maru's mission. Uh, the ending sequence, depending on the version, you're gonna have a frog or a turtle in the background, and you're gonna see Corey and Jaja Maru hugging, mm-hmm. and. That's 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 it. That's like there's it. no credits, there's no nothing. Yeah, I don't think you can even skip that part. Like you have to reset the game or or something. Yeah, um, you have to reset the game. It, it slowly goes dark, and that that's it. Yeah. Like that's that's Maru's mission. Yeah. So, uh, after that a long gameplay <laughs> talk, uh, we're gonna take a, another short break here and. Uh, Discuss a little bit more about Maru's cover art and trivia and other fun bits. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, took a bit of break after that long gameplay level chat we had there. Uh, but so let's dive into what we typically like to dive into is the cover art for this game. Yeah, starting with the with the Japanese one. Um, yeah, starting with the good one. Yeah, um, it's a really <laughs> good one, actually. I really like it. It's really colorful. Like it, like it actually has like layers to it. Like it, it's like it's not colorful in the sense that everything just like blends together, like uh, Night Quest. But you, you can distinctly see the layers mm-hmm. of Jaja Maru, this this um, ambient cloud, uh, and the and the devil grabbing Corey from the sky. Um, yeah. The, the, oh, there's he, a, is that a camel? A kitten? Um, no. Oh no, that's a mummy. Yeah, a mummy and a, I guess a. Oh, there's Dracula. yeah, Dracula. The wolf menace next to him, um, and on the left side you can see like a, um, I think it's an a Egyptian skeleton. type of catacomb or a Greek one. Um, that's kind of hard to say. And there, there's like a skeleton coming to take a yeah. peek. Like what the, what is going on and there? Jaja Maru is, Jaja Maru is on his frog. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of detail to this one. A lot more than I didn't notice before. Yeah, there's the frog at the bottom. The frog is very upset. Then you have a various. You have the various enemies. You have the desert dunes. You have this ominous cloud with Jaja Maru in front of it. You have the devil grabbing Corey, uh, in from the sky, 
and like the characters actually look like well-drawn manga characters like they actually look like they took like some time and effort to like put this together yeah like um i i definitely like i i guess it is uh Musa, Musa Mara, Musa Mara. What am I saying? Mara Musa <laughs> in uh, <clears throat> that the, like the final boss, I guess uh, the devil type. Yeah. Uh, but he looks like, if I remember correctly, if uh, you've ever seen the original Dragon Ball series, um, when Oolong is terrorizing the village at the start of the series, um, he turns into oh, yeah. this like yeah demon thing. Uh, it's one of his transformations, and I, I, if I remember correctly. It's it's like that, completely like that actually. So, might be later in the series, but it it, it does, yeah. It remind me yeah, of. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know who made huh. this art. Like, it's definitely not. Uh, did I really just forget the name of the creator of Dragon Ball? Uh, Akira Toriyama, is that it? Yeah, it is. It is a Kiratoriyama. There okay. we go. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. blanked on it. Too. Yeah, I, I no, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's. It could be drawn by him, but it could also be like based upon his work because um, the way uh, Dracula is portrayed in this cover art actually looks like Devil Man from Dragon Ball. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it does. Like, there's a lot of similarities in just the art. Yeah. Um. From Dragon Ball to this, yeah, it could be not, him. not Dragon Ball Z, like Dragon Ball, like the OG Dragon Ball. But assistance, yeah. Unlike the American version, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the American version. <laughs> it's jokably bad. Um. I mean, jokably bad. Yeah, it's one it's, of my favorite covers for Game Boy, <laughs> but not because it's good. Think of like, like if you have if you have a ten year old child who understands human characteristics, like nose, ears, mouth, eyes, and had them draw a boy with a backwards cap and a girl in distress. You pretty much have the Game Boy cover for the American version. Um, Corey in the American cover, uh, white polka dot blouse. She's blonde with a with a red flower in her hair, and she her arms are up, and she honestly doesn't look like she's in that much distress. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, uh, you have Maru. <laughs> 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 Mind you, Jaja Maru is supposed to be a ninja. Okay. Maru in the American Game Boy cover is this kid with light brown hair with a red and white backwards ball cap with with a Sony Walkman <laughs> on a blue hoodie and some ripped blue jeans. Yeah. You have to see it to believe <laughs> it. Uh. It's really bad. <laughs> uh the drawing, think of like a Think of like an old Sunday's Sunday comic from the newspaper, like those quickly drawn comics, and that's very similar to the art style that you'll see. 
Uh, in the background, it looks like a gremlin from Gremlins 2 is grabbing Corey. And it has this 80s, like, gnar. You know, if you guys remember back... Hopefully a lot of our listeners are 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 our age, but if you if you can recall the eighties at all, if you like close your eyes and think about the eighties, the first thing that's probably gonna pop your head are these bright neon colors and like these like highlighter strikes, like that you know, like these swipes of color basically. Um, that's basically the rest of the cover. The rest of the cover of this background is like this pink wave. Think of like uh, Earthbound Wave when you're fighting Gygus. Yeah. And then then the front, the foremost, you have this blue like marker swish. Think of like an old like 80s um, fountain cup or whatever. And it says Maru's Mission in bright yellow font. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, extremely important piece of art like it's it's <laughs> unbelievable uh and if you if you take a little bit of time to look at the art even closer the eyes and the gremlin have the most detail out of the entire piece <laughs> of the artwork yeah like you can actually see the iris you can actually see the lines you can see like the pupil shape you can see like reflections and whatnot and highlights and the rest of it is just this flat generic <laughs> painting coloring whatever you want to call it yeah (laughs) especially like the inside of the ears of uh like i don't know it it, it (laughs) seems smudged compared to the the, like the rest of the picture it looks like it's oozing like green stuff yeah (laughs) yeah And like I can't tell from the scan of the uh, of the box art, but I do own that card, uh, the US card of it. Um, if you look at that one um, from a little bit closer by, you can see that the entire picture is uh, made in. Um, and I I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but uh, pointillism art style, uh, which means that everything is like literally made by doing little dots. Um, which I find very oh, interesting. Really? Like I can't tell from the from the scan of the cover at all, but um, I just checked my card, and yeah, it's it's pretty much made like that. Or they used a computer program for the for the card to make it look like that at least. So that's interesting. Uh, I I do like the 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 dotted art stuff. I have a few games like that. And I I do like that art style a yeah. lot. I didn't realize Maru's mission was like that though. Yeah, at least the card is. So, yeah, that's it. I, I think that's pretty cool, but again, <laughs> the actual drawing is just... Yeah, <laughs> it's just great, <laughs> but not great. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. There's not much trivia that I found. No, nothing at all besides like that. Yeah, that it's the first one. From the Jojo Maru series that came to America, but yeah, but yeah besides that, like there, there's really not much to it. Yeah, not a ton to go off of, not a ton to talk about. Uh, in terms of reception, pretty mediocre reviews, honestly. Um, yeah. Like nothing, like like 
so there, there's a there's a few there's a few reviews here that I found, and they're out of a hundred, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever, and they're like sixty to seventy out of a hundred, like so it's it's pretty in the middle, like you're just your run of the mill, just mediocre side scrolling platformer. Um, there are some newer reviews out there because it did launch two to three DS for for virtual really? console. Really, uh, <laughs> what a it did. What a it, weird it choice. Did. Um, it did not get very good reviews. Uh, <laughs> Which um, is, we're yeah. talking like we're talking like one to two star out of five star reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very good reviews from Maru's mission from the newer audience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like like we can talk about the reception like in our com- Game Boy community. Like, <laughs> well, people loved people it. love this game. They kind of quote unquote hate the speed run, but like I don't know. Everybody just yeah, it, it's it's people special. Lo- people went crazy when you put this in the tiny ten. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it's like I, what? Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, so this game got launched on the 3DS Virtual Console in 2012. Wow. So yeah, d- definitely yeah. interesting choice there. Like, yeah, like I don't. I should bit, look yeah. up what they all like, quote unquote, I, released. I would have expected it to be launched in Japanese Virtual Console yeah. because it is the first of the Jaja Maru series. Outside, uh, I, not the first, I guess. Yeah. I always get this confused. <laughs> not the first in Japan, the first in North yeah. America. Um, but since it is part of the Jajamaru series in Japan, I would expect it to be launched on Virtual Console in Japan, but not in America. Yeah, yeah because the Jajamaru series is big there. Like, It's very yeah. popular in Japan, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting take. Nonetheless, and GameFAQs gave us a three out of five, <laughs> number one ninety four lowest rated Game Boy games of all time. Uh, apparently, their length says three three hours, which uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who played yeah, that, but yeah, sure. I don't know who took three hours to play this game, but you can beat this game in about twenty to thirty yeah. minutes. Um, yeah, 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 it's it's such a weird reception. Like it's, I feel like it's one of those games you either love it or you hate it, type deal. Um, is it like there's no in between? Yeah, it's it's like it depends on what you're expecting, really. Because um, the game doesn't look too great. It controls very floaty, no. which is the mechanic of the game because you can jump so high and things like that. But like, yeah, I don't know. It it. It's it just feels fun to play it either way. It's it's not like oh my god this this stings because I can't do what I'm supposed to do. So it's it's an early release Game Boy game where the barrier of entry is is pretty pretty easy to break through because yeah. it's it's not a hard game. There are little things that will trip you up. But like it's not a hard game by any means. Um, it's an easy game to get into. It's a very easy game to beat. Uh, it's a quick game to beat once you've beaten it a couple times. Uh, it's pretty fun just to go around and just blast everything. Um, like it, it's it's not bad. I personally prefer the Japanese version over the American version, uh, purely because of the sprites. Mm-hmm. Honestly, 
Uh, I, I honestly find the sprite work to be a, a lot better than the American sprite work. Um, and the Japanese version has better music, in my opinion, than the American version. Okay. Uh, because there are differences in music and, and and sound effects as well in Japanese version versus the English version. Um, but overall, I think this game. I don't like. I was really excited because this was my episode to choose a game, <laughs> and I was really excited to choose Maru's mission. Um, as much as I complain about it and moan about it, I really do enjoy Maru's mission quite a bit. So I think it's actually a really fun game. Yeah, I I like definitely agree with that like I, I guess we can segue into our like thoughts and history with the game because we yeah. are kind of talking about that anyways um but yeah like i played the original uh the origin the u.s version originally that's what i wanted to say um the, the og yeah for a few years <laughs> the OG, I, I think but it's not a few OG. years ago like i i checked my actual video earlier on and yeah i think it's been a while since i did um but yeah it, it since then, like, I think because a lot of people were watching me play that game, um, <clears throat> a lot of people picked it up for speedrunning back then. Like, I saw that other blues was uh, in my chat then, and, and like, yep. uh, Spiderweb. Um, <clears throat> crazy awesome, probably. Um, but yeah, after I played it, like, a lot of people dove into the speedrun because, yeah. I, I think other blues started it because he loves yep. to play quote-unquote crappy games um and this one's definitely right up his alley so i don't he does like to play crappy yeah. games but I, I i think he likes to and i'm speaking for author blues at this point uh, i could be completely wrong but i think author blues likes to shine light on games that typically or would never get a, sh a light shown on yeah, them yeah yeah for sure. Uh, and we know Maru's mission would, would never have gotten a light shined on it at all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Not because it's bad. It's, it's just no, it's not well known. Yeah. At least in the West. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, that that's uh, how I came into contact with it. I, I'm not sure like if, who picked it or who suggested it. I, I think it was just a random pick for from somebody who was like you should probably play this i don't know what it is either um but yeah the like i said earlier a japanese version i played <clears throat> a few weeks back just uh, to prepare for the podcast um what i like is that it's fun to play both of them because they are a little bit different um, they have some different bosses yeah. apparently also music which i didn't really notice um but um i i think if I would have to recommend one of them for a casual player, I would say just go with the US release because American. Um, yep. it is a little bit easier, quote-unquote. Well, it's just like you don't game over if you fall into a pit immediately. Um, like, I'm not sure what's up with the Sphinx there. Um, <laughs> we'll try to figure that out later. Um, but if you can die there, that's also... Uh, quite crappy and then uh, <laughs> one thing that like took me by surprise is that medusa can literally one hit kill you if she manages to uh turn you to stone in the japanese version so <laughs> that, yeah. that one caught me by surprise yep. as well um but yeah i like both versions for sure it's uh it's it's definitely fun to play like both of them back to back just to to see what the differences are yeah i uh I I played this after you played it, 
Um, I was bullied. I was bullied into playing it by Author Blues and John Carls. Um, both of them bullied me into playing the game. So I, uh, I played it and was like, "Wow, this is this is pretty fun." And then I, I'm one of those people that if I don't know what to play, I'll load up my Japanese ROM set on my EverDrive and just randomly pick Japanese games to play just to see what it's all about, see if I can find anything fun or hidden or whatever it may be. Uh, that's how I made Mo play Double Dragon 2 Japanese, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, and I came, I, I just I just stumbled upon the Japanese version of Maru's Mission. I just happened to choose it just out of random. Because it's, it's like a, it's called, I, I said it at the beginning of the episode, I'm not going to say it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is Maru's Mission, sweet. And I started playing, I'm like, oh, this is, it's Maru's Mission, but it's different. And uh, I spent uh, probably the next couple hours after I beat it, just doing some research about it. And yeah, sure enough, like the ports were just, were just different. Like very similar game, but the bosses, some of the mechanics... Uh, some of the features of the game were just changed to the West to make it the game actually just easier. Um, maybe because they thought the Japanese version would have been too hard for Americans. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally find the Japanese version to be to be the one I typically migrate to, uh, just because I, I I have more fun with the sprites. Uh, I have more fun with playing it in a marathon setting uh, just because I can make fun of the sprites a bit more. I can make fun of the cutscenes a little bit more. Um, but I, I have done both the English and the Japanese um, Maru's Mission runs at marathons back-to-back a, a few times. It's draining, but, I mean, it's <laughs> it's enjoyable. The crowd loves it. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. I don't know why. Um, it's a, I don't. I don't, I don't think it. it's that interesting. But like, yeah, it's it's definitely fun to do. Like, I, I looked a, a little bit back into how this game uh, came to me in the first place. Um, apparently, I played it on uh, in two thousand sixteen. Jesus, that's three years ago. Three, four, almost four. Well, years it's ago. November, so I'm gonna say. I'm gonna oh, say okay. three, yeah, years. three years, uh, but yeah, I think it's because John Carls was playing it on his challenge, and um, <laughs> and uh, Spiderweb and other Blues were speed running it, and they said like you should do this as well. That's that's probably <laughs> they why. bullied you into playing. Yeah, because because I see, I always put uh put who requested it in my stream uh, layout, so it's my name. So I guess somebody just told me, and then I was like, okay, I'll play it. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, I think I played this back in 2016 as well too. This was a pre-game 100 playthrough for yeah. me. I do know that, but uh, it only took me 23 minutes. So, yeah, go. I think my first playthrough took me less than 30 yeah. minutes. Oh. I, I'd, I'd have to look, but I know mm. it didn't take me over an hour. Yeah. Um, see, so yeah, I mean, diving into some of the speedrunning focus of it, yeah. Uh, you just put all I know is that Gollum is an RNG jerk. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I don't remember uh, anything more of it. Yeah. yeah, so the entire run is just an RNG hell, so to speak. Uh, the run is heavily based on the power-ups that you get. 
Uh, the power-ups that you want is the level skip power-up that puts you from the start of the stage to the end of the stage. Um, I forgot what the percentage chance of that power-up is. It was something like 1-2% to chance <laughs> of that power-up dropping or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so you're going you're gonna to eventually get weapon upgrades or power-ups too. And depending on the weapon power-up that you get, you can severely lag the game, which in turn makes your run slower. So a lot of the times when people run Maru's mission, if they don't get their level skip power up, you don't shoot. You don't see them shoot at all unless they absolutely have to, um, just just to keep the frame rate going. Um, the two biggest RNG messes in the speed run is Insector, uh, because Insector can just split right as soon as the fight begins, uh, and you instantly lose like twenty seconds. Um, and Gollum, because Gollum can curl up into a ball immediately and bounce around, and you lose 20 or 30 seconds right away from there. Yeah. Uh, you, you can lose some time on Medusa. By the way, we're, we're talking about the, the American version of Maru's yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, because there's no Japanese leaderboard yet. <laughs> <laughs> Admins. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can lose some time on Medusa as well, because Medusa, like I said, can do the snake attack or the Cheerio attack. Um, and if Medusa doesn't want to give you Cheerios, uh, you can't hurt Medusa at all. So again, you're kind of reliant on Medusa RNG as well for that. Um, outside of that, it's a lot of quote unquote quick kills. And what I mean by that is you're getting as close as possible to the enemy and just mashing the shoot button as hard as you possibly can, uh, to get off shurikens, garlics, whatever it may be that you're using to kill the boss um that's basically the the speed run nutshell you have the shark stages i call them the terror reed stages <laughs> um i call them sharknado one two and three um basically if you can position yourself uh, a little above the medium line of the screen while in the water um you can shoot the sharks that are coming from the wall yep um, once, and then if you turn Jean Jean Maru around, you can shoot them as they enter the screen again, um, killing them, and then the stingrays just float underneath you. You point down, shoot the stingray, and you're done. The, the stages are relatively quick if you can position yourself correctly, and if you can get your harpoon timing down. The harpoon is a little bit weird to shoot. Like, it does shoot in a straight line, but after a while, it does descend down. Like, it does lose power and does start to arc downwards a little bit. So, it does require a little bit of timing to shoot the harpoon as well. Uh, honestly, I find the hardest stages in the speed run to be the shark stages because you can you can lose the most time on those stages versus anything else. Uh, although the pattern is always consistent. But if you misplace yourself a little bit, like, you lost a solid minute in the run, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who has record in Maru's mission anymore. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Speedrun.com to see if it loads. Hey, it loaded. Wow. What an accomplishment. Yeah, weird. Did I click on Maru's? I don't even... Oh, site uses cookies. Cool. <laughs> uh, Alright. Leaderboard. I like how this... I like how the category is any percent there's no other <laughs> yeah. percent to the game it beat the beat game, the game. Yeah. <laughs> God. 
Who, who um, <laughs> not me. Author Blues is the moderator. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a talk with Author Blues. Um, so first place, the world record holder of Maru's mission, U.S., is Chan Kuhl from Germany. Uh, probably right. an alias for PLD. Uh, with a time of 17 minutes and 59 seconds. Uh, second place is Crazy Awesome with an 18 minute and 47 second time. I have seventh. <laughs> You're at 12. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I put a lot of time in this run. <laughs> you, uh, I did my run two years ago. You did yours three years yeah. ago. Dang. Yeah, you have a 22 minute time. I have a 20 minute time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> That's fun. And everyone Oh no, there's an Australian. Okay, you're that there's French, Belgium, Australian, and German. The rest are just American. So out of out of the thirteen people, was that one, two, three, four? Nine of them are American. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, we're going to take another short little break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some community events coming up, some uh, listener questions, and the whole, you know, the outro bits. Stay tuned. back everybody uh community events not a ton going on right now uh agdq starts from this from the day of this recording tomorrow um so it's it's gdq time which means and it's the start of the year which means there's not a ton going on for marathons at least that i'm aware of um the one marathon i am aware of is called midwinter sp- Midwinter Speed Sprinter 2020. That is a mouthful. Um, So Midwinter Speed Sprinter is put on by um, my good friends from Midwest Speed Fest. uh, And it will be an on-site marathon taking place uh, March 6th through the 8th in Minnesota. So um, the only reason I know about this is because I've... I got reached out to about it. Uh, they'll be doing a fundraising. Um, so the, the the marathon they're putting on will be fundraising funds for Carbon Fund, um, which is a, a nonprofit providing carbon offsetting resources for businesses and organizations. Uh, I believe, let's see here. Marathon will be 24 hours a day. So just like a GDQ setup, but it'll be just over a weekend. Submissions might be closed or they close at the end of the month. I don't remember exactly, but um, go check it out. It's on speedrun.com slash MWSS2020. Uh, all the people, are th- all the information is there. Otherwise, you can reach out to Count Gooby um, or Sex Rex. So mm. those are the two that I know personally and I, and I talk to pretty regularly because that's the Shaq Fu crew. <laughs> um, 
Yes, there's a Shaq Fu crew. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was reached out because we want to do a Shaq Fu relay race. Um, so uh, reach out to them if you have any questions about the event or, like I said, go to speedrun.com slash MWSS2020. Uh, otherwise, we have HDQ, which will be done by the time this episode comes out. Won't matter anyway. There's no Game Boy game, so who cares? That's it from community events. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty lot lot going on right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when spring comes along, there will be you know, oh, lots yeah. more. Like everybody is tired now. We we need our once once March and April <laughs> yeah. hit, then it'll be full swing again. It's time for winter yeah. sleep. So yeah, winter winter yeah. break right now. Um, listener questions. Yeah, I, I, I see. I see you put. I see you put one. Yeah, in there. like there, there were a few, but we answered to. Well, maybe not one or I'll, I'll uh, bring that one up real oh. quick. Um, <clears throat> it's about uh, the speed run itself. Um, asked by Suffer Um, uh, or Suffer Um, I, is it so su- Suffer. So, uh, so he asks if there is a way to manipulate drops to be more consistently get the warp. Um, but I not that yeah, we know not of. That we, not that we know. Oh. Um. um, I I know it's been looked into. Uh, I know when the speed run was real popular with uh, Auth and John and a few mm. others. I know they dug a bit into it but i don't think they found anything at least consistent to manipulate what power-ups drop per stage so oh yeah if you want to look into that yourself if you know a little bit about like data mining i guess or 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 dasing uh maybe you can figure something out but uh memory reading yeah I i don't think they're is anything really to go on but uh, yeah you never know i mean we said that about avenging spirit and we found out that if you press start when the star enters the eye yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah, yeah. yeah insert this special seed that is just perfect for yeah, everything so it's definitely possible. we also found this yeah. yeah i mean we also found the same thing for kirby's dreamland where if you uh, do certain inputs at certain times like you manipulate the entire yeah. game so um definitely it's definitely possible like it's definitely not a ruled out mm-hmm. idea it's just we just we as of right now we don't yeah. know so um yeah the the other question uh was uh <laughs> maru's mission bonus game is it better or worse than the diving levels in the nes oh Jaws? worse yeah 100 percent worse yep because you, this is the biggest reason why it's worse is because it's pointless. <laughs> like the bo- the bonus stages in Jaws NES, there's a purpose. You collect seashells to power up your your weapon, to power up your stuff. The the water level in Maru's mission is completely pointless, and it's just there to draw out the game longer. Yeah, and um, it's like in the NES. Uh... Jaws, you also have an entire overview of the area so you know where the enemies are. Uh, in this game, it's like so zoomed in that you have no idea where the sharks are. Well, yeah. you, you can know if you speedrun it because they always move in the same way. But, it's the uh, same pattern. But yeah, yeah, if you're just playing it casually, you don't see anything on screen and suddenly there's a shark there. And if you're not in the like correct positioning, you just get hit. So, and then... Getting hit by these things is very, very annoying, by the way. I don't think we said that. Uh, but We didn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no. if, if you get hit by an enemy in the stage, you pass through them, basically. Um, but if you get hit by the sharks, they just push you all over the place. So it's it's super it pushes annoying. pushes you everywhere. Yeah. 
And we didn't talk about either that when when there's only one one sprite left on the screen that you have to kill, they move at Mach three <laughs> yeah. speed. Indeed. Um, yeah. So that's another another thing to yeah. uh, be weary of. Uh, a couple other questions. Like I, we've already covered them in the podcast, but what's the difference between regions? Mm-hmm. Um, Japanese is harder, honestly. The the levels are about the same. The opening stage is different. The final stage is different, just based off location. But the Japanese version is is slightly harder than the American version. Yeah. Um, and just another little statement, like, did you send a letter to Jellico or to that address? No, because I looked it up what it was, like, <laughs> yeah. two two years ago and found out it was a plastics factory, so. Yeah. Unless um, they still have, like, one <laughs> office space in there, in that factory, waiting for those letters to come in. <laughs> one guy sitting there for a... Uh, for almost 30 years. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I couldn't find a Jalico America office anymore. Yeah. So, like, I don't think Jalico's a, th- a thing anymore, are they? I highly doubt it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. if They probably bought out more than anything. They probably got bought out by someone. But, um, yeah, the Jalico office, like, there's just no North American Jalico office anymore, period. Yeah. Like I'm assuming that went away in like the mid '90s. So yeah, I'm I'm looking up uh, Jalico here. Um, it doesn't exist anymore, and it also wasn't bought up. It like literally dissolved. Well, oh, it just yeah. dissolved. Yeah. Um, but it was made. Which up, means all of this. It was made up by two companies before that. So yeah, I don't know. It was already a merge, apparently. Oh. Which means all the Jellico games are in a landfill somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of questions I see in Discord, in a way. Um, so yeah, I guess we we do we do the thing here. I guess um, if y'all have any thoughts, suggestions, feedback for uh, the podcast, Mo, myself, Legs anything um let us know we love to hear we love to talk from you guys talk to you guys even um discord i mean it, it's pretty quiet but we can we can get a conversation going like like you know and it's, everyone's involved everyone gets, gets included somehow one way or another pretty good time mm-hmm. so uh, definitely hang out with us in discord it's usually pretty fun um we have a patreon so if you want to be a if you want to be a subscriber a per month subscriber to the podcast, uh, once we hit twenty dollars a month, we'll be doing live streams of the podcast. So you can see mine and Mo's gorgeous faces while we talk and laugh and be dumb <laughs> and during breaks. Um, if you don't want to be a, a patron or do this do the sub thing, uh, but you still want to throw money at us, we do have a PayPal as well too. Um, which you can find all that information on gbrunners.com slash TIGB. Along with this following information, uh, you can find me, Belthic Gaming, on Twitch and Twitter at Belthic Gaming. And you can find me on YouTube now if you just search Belthic Gaming because I don't have a cool URL yet. Uh, I think I have up to 30 of my Game Boy Adventure games uploaded now. Um, yeah, you can find our fantastic producer, Legs, at Sprinty Legs on Twitch. And legs on Twitter and legs in the Discord. Mm-hmm. And where can I find you, Mo? Yeah. And you can find legs on her own website, sprintinglegs.com, actually. 
Um, she also has a YouTube channel, but not also not like a a real uh, URL or anything. Uh, but she is yeah. on there. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch uh, as Mule, which is M O E L L E U H. Uh, and again, you can find all of this information on the website, uh, gbrunners.com slash TIGB. Um, we'll someday re, re-facelift that website. Uh, it's fine. I, I, I mean, no, I think it's fine. Well, <laughs> we, we, we should well, revamp page is GB fine. Runners. That's the thing. But That's why, yeah, yeah, the website itself yeah, yeah, yeah. needs to be revamped. But yeah, the TIGB page is The page is perfect. great because I code it, yeah. so... No. um so yeah mo what's our what's our next yeah next uh well month for you people we're going back to our regular schedule by the way like um it should be one light and one normal episode a month again um sorry for having to fill out fill in some gaps with with just some lights now but um at least we still provide you with content we we always try to do two episodes a month uh, will always happen. Uh, but yeah, next time we are uh, going totally Greta Thunberg on you and save the environment with Swamp Thing. Alright. Until next time, everyone. Ta-ta. Later, man. Facebook.